Welcome to the Definitive Guide to the Three Things You Need to Succeed in 2023 when it comes to your Facebook ads and scaling your brand. Facebook as a platform has reached maturity when it comes to the advertising. Just like email, just like search, it fundamentally won't make that many big changes in the new year because we've more or less established where it fits in relation to consumer psychology and consumer buying behavior and how the platform rewards good and bad content and ultimately decides who to show the ads to and how much to charge for it. So the first thing that we really need to understand about the success in 2023, the three things that we need, number one, is to understand audiences and data. Objectively speaking, Facebook will continue to reduce the amount of interest groups because Facebook hasn't supported interest groups for years. So if you're still using interest groups, yes, you can get some wins that make Facebook look good today. But as you invest in those interest groups, and then you eventually deplete them and they fatigue and you have to get rid of them, Understand that you have made an investment in a depreciating asset that loses value over time and you've ultimately wasted your money for a short win today that digs a hole that you have to get out of in your future. The same can be said for lookalikes. Now, Google is effectively getting rid of a lot of their similar audiences because they realize the data that they're able to get isn't good enough for that stuff to work. And ultimately for the end user experience, broad targeting is way more effective because ads make their own audiences. Now this is where the big debate of audiences and data really comes into play. You are going to get ad agencies that preach audiences. And the honest truth is they're not wrong because you're going to be able to show that working really hard brings a high ROAS or a better ROAS than maybe abroad, especially when you run them side by side. However, those audiences deplete and in a machine learning environment, the more that you change what the machine has to do and the more that you get rid of things that you've invested in, the more money and time you've wasted toward your ultimate goal of stability and growth for two big reasons. Number one, attribution. Facebook might take credit for a lot of sales that may or may not be solely because of Facebook. So that same sale might also be attributed to Google or to TikTok or to YouTube or to email or to organic. There's a million things to go in it because remember the customer journey isn't days long. It's generally years or decades long. And Facebook ultimately serves the function of amplifying the business. And why this really matters is if you change your audience, If you change your ads, if you change the data that you're using, you are going to bring in different types of people into your store, which ultimately makes all the landing page optimizations and all the email flows and everything else way less effective when you get a win. Because if you are optimizing towards the traffic that you get, and then you fundamentally change the traffic that you are getting, those optimizations become obsolete. Another side of this, the more that you test ads, the more that you test audiences, the faster that your audiences and your ads will get worse because you are stealing data from the places that have proven you are cannibalizing your success to try to grow your business. And ultimately this doesn't work. This is why we talk about creative testing by concept and that your ads create their own audiences. 
And if you want to target new audiences, make ads that appeal to that person. Think of your ads as angles for selling, but you could also think of them as each concept is a customer avatar. When I was working at Jamba Juice, you're trying to grow their brand 10 years ago, we had actual names for each one of the customers. Right when I was doing Levi's and New Balance and bringing TRX to market and Persil laundry detergent, we did the exact same thing. There's a reason that these brands are very successful. And it's because they specifically go after customer avatars with their consumer psychology and their content types. And you have to start focusing on that. Otherwise, you're going to try to make a thousand ads that appeal to effectively the same buyer with a million different audiences that are stealing from each other. And you're going to have to start over every couple of weeks. And six months from now, you're going to be in the same place or worse than you are today. Now, next thing that we need to talk about here is relative targets. We see people talk about all the time, well, you know, for, for what it's worth, Facebook used to take too much credit and you could never trust it. Now, Facebook is not taking enough credit and the data is wildly inaccurate and it's completely unstable and, you know, the attribution is completely... All of that is nonsense. All of it. We have to remember two fundamental things here. Number one, Facebook is software. So it makes the same mistakes. It behaves the same way. It treats every individual person the exact same way every single time. Because just like Excel, just like Canva, just like Grand Theft Auto or Fortnite, it doesn't care who you are. It's software that is designed to function a very specific way. You are not going to get consistent results day to day. But in the aggregate, week over week, you will see trends because users aren't consistent. You might get a $35 CPA today and then a 50 tomorrow. And you're like, man, Facebook's completely wild. But when you look at week over week, it's always around 41. That's really important information. You cannot manage day to day to be successful. You need to manage week over week, month over month, make directional decisions that improve your overall performance. Now, where this really comes into play is that Facebook doesn't exist in isolation. If you have email and Facebook and search, let's just say those three channels, plus a little bit of influence or a little bit of organic, all of that, and you notice on average that your blended CPA on days that are good for you, weeks that are good for you, is a $36. That's great. On those weeks, what is the percentage of your overall money that goes out in ad spend and the percentage of overall conversions and revenue that comes in attributed to Facebook on the attribution model that you're giving Facebook? When we're doing that, we're going to be able to see our media mix. And when we look at our media mix, we're going to understand our blended CPA was at a 36 on average during those weeks where we're happy. On average, that also means our Facebook CPA was like a 42 on our hero offer. And we're very happy with that. We weren't happy with it because it looked like we were losing money. But really what it meant was if Facebook was 75% of our spend and we were getting some revenue from emails and getting some revenue from search, when we ran into $42 give or take on Facebook and it was 75% of our spend and say attributed maybe 90% of the revenue. And yes, when you stack up the revenue from each channel, it's going to add up to way more than you actually got in your cash register. And that's perfectly fine because it doesn't matter. Attribution does not matter. 
The point is, it's relative. So if you know, in this case, as long as my Facebook is between 70 and 80% of my spend, and my Facebook CPA is around 40 to $45, generally speaking, my blended CPA is 35 to $37, I'm making money. Now you have a very specific relative platform target for your CPA. Now you don't need to worry about, well, Facebook data is all the way off. Fine, it's off. You now just identified the margin of error and you can find a target for that piece. Because you have now identified that margin of error and your new relative CPA target, you have a target to map your success to. Now you're sitting in a spot where you are able to understand the range of allowable CPAs on Facebook and the range of overall investment. Because as soon as you change that media mix, as soon as you send out a big email with a huge discount, or you ramp up your search spend, or you change anything else, that relative target on Facebook is also going to change. And that's okay. But you have to understand what is allowable by platform. Attribution ultimately only needs to be thought of as one simple thing. What information am I letting the machine work with? And based on that, what is the relative target for efficiency on that platform given that percentage of investment and the contribution to my bottom line? But you have to manage your media in that way. We cannot look at ROAS or sales by ad or by ad set or by campaign because that information is functionally illegitimate. And you have to look at the overall impact of Facebook on your entire business. This is called incremental lift and media mix modeling. If you're not managing towards this and you're still focused on 2016 Facebook taking as much credit as possible and defining success as ROAS, you are going to lose in 2023. I know that's a lot to think in. I know that's a lot to understand. The last thing that we need to cover here, the third fundamental when it comes to the three things you need to succeed in Facebook in 2023 is understanding the difference between Facebook ROAS and brand growth. Now, the big thing that we need to understand here is one very simple truth. Facebook ROAS is not correlated to business success. I have helped brands get two, three, five, 10X ROAS on Facebook, and they did so well on Facebook that they nearly went out of business. Because you're focusing on the wrong metrics. That is an ego of the marketer metric. That is not a success of the business metric. Your finance department doesn't care about your Facebook ROAS. Have you ever watched Shark Tank or Dragon's Den and had somebody say, what's your ROAS on Facebook? Nobody asks that question because nobody cares because it doesn't matter. And there's two big reasons that it does not matter. Number one, ROAS is based off of attribution. Attribution should be thought of more as what is the system allowed to look at to make optimization decisions? Because the actual customer journey for every customer is wildly different. It is not a seven day sales cycle. You are not introducing a product to somebody that they've never heard of before. You cannot say that that Facebook ad or that ad set or that campaign is what drove the sale. It's what got lucky enough today to be a data point that is able to take credit for the work. It's the last touch point. 
Do you give the cashier at the grocery store credit for all the groceries you bought? No. Do you even give the salesperson outside of the store that says, come on in, credit for the sale they made inside of the store? No, you were already on the way to the store. So you can't give credit to one thing and use that as a reliable data point to how to make decisions in the future because that's just not the way it works. Now, you're going to have ads that deliver a more stable CPA, absolutely. But day of ROAS and attribution for ad sets and audiences and campaigns is complete nonsense. The second side of this and why ROAS is ultimately a big problem is because it's not cash flow. Because ROAS is basically how much money did I spend and how much revenue can I attribute to that spend today? The LTV versus the margin on the first sale. Those are two very different conversations. And if you want to grow your brand, you don't care about the profit margin on the first sale. You care about the future cash flow that you are acquiring. Facebook is about the acquisition of profitable customer journeys. So you can get future transactions to occur at a profit. If every transaction occurs at a profit, great. But ultimately, if the customer lifetime value on average is greater than the cost it acquires to get those sales and the cost of goods and operations to get that product to that person, then you are making money. The reason that you might feel bootstrapped and tied to success day one is because you're not getting reoccurring revenue. If you want to grow your brand, you need to start looking at LTV and second purchase rate as your success metrics of your business model. And then Facebook's job is to stabilize the type of customer that comes into your store. If the type of customer that comes in your store doesn't change that much, then the moves that you make to improve LTV and second purchase rate and even the AOV of those purchases will stick. If you change your ads all the time, or you change your audiences all the time, you're changing the type of customers that come into your store all the time, those changes will not stick. You're going to be making 2%, 10% conversion rate changes on all these landing pages, and then you change the Facebook audience, and then it's all gone away. Or you use broad targeting. And you make ads that last a really long time because once you solve a problem, you stop trying to solve it. And you focus on stabilizing the CPA, looking at the relative CPA you need from Facebook and the relative level of investment you need so that you can generate profit in a blended way. So that ultimately your cash flow looks good today because remember, some of that revenue you get today is from customers where their first purchase with you was two weeks ago, six weeks ago, six months ago. If you make sure that the money that you wake up with in your bank account, the money that you don't have to pay to acquire today with ads today, continues to grow, your brand will continue to grow. That's how you get brand growth. There's a reason why 90% of ad agencies fail 90% of their clients. And that hit rate is getting worse. And there's a reason why over 90% of Facebook ads MBA program students are scaling their brands. There's a reason why I'm on my fourth eight-figure business to a nine-figure run rate that I grew from a seven-figure business in the last five years. There's a reason why the hit rate for growing business is massive with the way that I do things. And there's a reason why you're on your fifth ad agency in the last three years. You can do this about changing what's important and ultimately making the decisions that will grow your business rather than feed the ego of the person that you are paying to ultimately be the liability to your success.
With that being said, thank you very much. YouTube thinks you might like a couple of these videos, and don't forget to smash that button and subscribe. And until next time, I'll see you on the internet. Bye.